Listener Production. Listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen, and me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Elodie's book. She actually wrote a book, believe it or not, with the help of Ali Pascoe. You Um, wouldn't read about it, would you, You wouldn't read about it. (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) The book is called Heartstrong. It was released in October of 2022, and it's about Elodie and Chumpy's story, how they met, both of their upbringings, Chumpy's career as a professional snowboarder, how he was in the Olympics, how he won medals. We hear from Chumpy's family. There's a few chapters that they have written. And honestly, it's probably one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. Definitely, you're going to need your tissues because it's quite sad. And I know everyone always asks a lot about the day that Chumpy passed away. The book goes into great detail of everything that happened and yeah, I highly recommend a read if you haven't already. But today we have a very special guest. We have Ali Pascoe who wrote the book with Elle. I'm so excited for us to talk to Ali. I've obviously spent so much time with her and then on the phone to her and she recorded all my words and everything I said and basically put the book together from start to finish. She is amazing and she works on other books like simultaneously. She's honestly just like a whiz. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her. And yeah, like even just hearing you talk about Heartstrong is just super weird because, again, very bittersweet. I never wanted to write a book. I never thought I would write a book. I was I was always saying, fuck off to everyone that was mm. approaching me to write this book. And it just came together super organically. And it's, yeah, really surreal. I honestly just do feel weird that there's a book about our lives. And here we are. But Ali, Kat, are you there? I sure am. <laughs> Hi, Ali. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome home. Oh, my gosh. Thank you of a mission. Yeah, I bet. Was Rummy excited though? Oh my gosh, it was so good to see Rummy. We just came back from Bali for everyone um, and fuck, it was like the biggest whirlwind of a trip and now we're straight back into work. We have not slept in days. But Ali, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. congratulations on being a best-selling author and winning favourite Australian book of the year. Right back at you. I'm shook. How exciting. I, I just still pinching myself a week later. Like, I can't believe it. It's actually so weird. We were sitting in the lounge room in our villa in Bali and Elodie was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, just low-key, don't tell anyone, but I've won the book of the year. So (laughs) weird. But we we all celebrated. How exciting for you guys. Congratulations. That's massive. Your first book, Elodie? First and only book. Not your first rodeo, (laughs) Ali, but, yeah, Wow. Far out. Oh, thank you, Chloe. Yeah, that, that means a lot. I'm glad you guys were together when you got the call. I was home alone and Vanessa, our publisher, said, you're not allowed to tell anyone. It has to be kept confidential for a week. So I was home alone just squealing and, like, told the dogs. <laughs> oh, I wonder if you found out before me. I think you might have. No, I w- I'm sure she was messaging you oh. at the same time we were on. Found out like a, just a week before it was actually announced. I'm sure Elodie's message also said it was confidential, but 
there wasn't much confidential going on in that no, villa. I like screamed it at the rooftops. <laughs> I mean, not really, but I, I, but I honestly don't even know what it really means. I was just like, well, what the fuck? Is it pretty normal to win awards when you write books and shit? I don't really know. Crazy, <laughs> Ali. It's amazing. It just goes to show, you know, just how much people have connected with your story and how much it means to people that, you know, you've shared it with the world. I think it goes to show how much of an insanely amazing writer that you are. Bless you. <laughs> no, I can't take the credit. It's all you, Elle, all you. What's um, been the most rewarding part of, like, obviously, because everyone listening to this episode is going to hear a chat that we actually had with Ali a few oh, months wow. ago. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to, we're, we're slotting this part with you since there's been these updates um, into the beginning of the episode. But since then, because the yeah. book basically only just came out when we recorded that, for you, what's been the most rewarding part of this book rollout and everyone, like, you know, the feedback and stuff, how are you taking everything? Yeah, well, obviously all the glory and the trophies and the awards. <laughs> I'm joking. Did you get a trophy? Um, oh, hold on. Where the fuck is my trophy and trophy cabinet? I want to... <laughs> In the mail. Um, like, obviously, apart from, you know, getting to meet you guys and, you know, forming those special relationships through the book, it's just been the response from the readers, like... My favourite comment that you get all the time, Mel, is from people who, like, don't read books. Like, they're not readers. They've never read a book in their life and yet they can't put yours down. Like, that's such a rush. I love hearing that. Fully. People, like, can't put it down. Or first book I ever read, I'm like, what the... I don't know how exactly. I read it in two days. Like, that was insane for me. Wow. That was speed reading. I mean, I was on two separate flights and they were kind of, like, six-hour flights, but I actually could not put the book down. It was... Was wild. I love hearing that, but you should. I don't think you should read it on a plane. I think no. it's too emotional. Like planes are emotional enough. Yes, it was. Um, anyway, that that's my advice. But <laughs> do what you will. Chloe was actually just telling me you were telling me what happened on the Facebook page. Oh yeah, so this is crazy, and I, I'm shout out to the girls who have done this. But on our Facebook community, because it's actually really been hard for people to purchase this internationally. People have been sending this book around the world. I think someone's actually sent the book from Australia to the UK or somewhere in Europe and said like, happy reading from down under and their name. And then someone has posted it just only the other day with the, with the cover open and there's five or six different people have written in the cover from all, and they've written their location from all different places around Europe. And I'm like, oh my God. And they're like, who's next in line? And then everyone's like, pick me, pick me. It's so, so sweet. Oh my God. That's amazing, Chloe. Like proper world domination out. That yeah. is so crazy. It's like the little sisterhood of the traveling book. Seriously. Yes. I love it. Our Facebook community is so cool. Yeah. So if yeah. anyone's overseas and they need the book, just message on there and say, does any fellow darling Shiner that has the book in any country want to send it, pass it along to me? Yes. With a little yeah. love Hook letter. Hook a girl up. So, yeah. so cool. I've heard actually, because I'm based up in Darwin and I heard from a friend um, who lives out on Nolamboy in like East Arnhem Land, like literally one of the most remote places in the world. Weird. Um, that someone had done a post on the community notice board saying, does anyone have a copy of this book? I can't get my hands on it and the library won't be able to get it in for a few months and I need to read it. <laughs> nah. Um, wow. Yeah. And she got one. Yeah. Someone hooked her up. Wow. 
Wow. I didn't realise yeah. it was going to be like a borrow the book, borrow from the library kind of book. Yeah, because there's not enough copies out there. It's all sold out. I That's swear it's strange. sold out everywhere. I've seen it yeah, in a bookshop yeah. once at well, Pacific Fair. I, I said at the start, guys, I'm always at the airport. I fly to Sydney all the time. Where the fuck is my book? Like on <laughs> at these airport shops and shit, you know? That's where you, you see books at the airport and stuff. Like, I was, like, pissed off because I was like, why is my book not on the shelves here, like, thinking it didn't get there? And then Vanessa's like, bro, they're sold out. I'm like, oh, I thought you guys weren't doing your job. (laughs) Yeah, that just is wild, hey. Absolutely. Speaking of international, like, have you got more of an update of, like, how our international listeners can actually get a copy of the book? Because when we're even in Bali just recently there was a few people that were saying, could you please get Elodie to bring a book over? And Elodie's, and what do you say to me? I said, I don't even own a book. I think <laughs> I actually have one. I actually think I have one and I'm like, I should probably keep that. Yeah, like, I think should. I should have that one. And yeah. <laughs> oh, no, fuck, I'll probably give it away. <laughs> but yeah, like friends were going, oh, you're coming to Bali. We can't get it anywhere in Bali, so please bring some over. I'm like, brah, I wish I had my own fucking book to give away. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should go get it. So how do you get it? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Ali, do you know? No, well, I'm sure there's a plan to launch internationally. I'm sure we've what said is it? we it's March? going global in April. Yes, it is. Okay, going there you go, Ali. Ali with the, with the answers. Well, look, <laughs> don't quote me. Um, we'll find out, though. Um, there's definitely a plan for it. So, yeah, everyone can stay tuned. Yay, and I also, we are in talks about doing an audio book. So um, I don't know when, like, because like apparently you need to stay still in like a studio for a whole week and I'm just like, I don't know how on earth I'm going to do that. But I'm going to do it in, we, I've got to fly to Sydney and do a week down there and do it. So maybe like in a few years' time. <laughs> no, one day soon, maybe this year, we'll get an audio book yeah. out. But I was saying... Uh, I mean, personally, I don't read heaps, but I know a lot of people go and read a book and then they also later listen to an audiobook of it. Apparently authors, and tell me if I'm wrong because I haven't read, listened to many audiobooks, but when you do an audiobook, can you um, add in like extra, you know, stories and shit like that or do you have to literally just read the book out? Can't I'm just not add sure. In extra I've only listened bits. to Matthew McConaughey's book and it's called Green Lights, but I also haven't read the book, but I've listened to the audiobook and it was amazing. Does but he I'm add in sure. funny extra bits here and there? I mean, maybe really? he, he, like, has his personality, obviously, throughout it. So maybe he, like, whacks in a few jokes here and there, which I'm sure, I mean, it's I'd not like really a joking book, but no, he probably would but go extra little jokes. things, because there's so many things that I think about now, because I've got a bit of a scattered grief brain, that I'm like, why the hell wasn't that in the book? You know what I mean? I'm like, can't believe I didn't tell that story or say this and that. Think about shit, like, every day. Do you know this answer, Ali? I mean, good luck to the person who tries to stop Elodie going off on a tangent. Yeah, fully. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they're like not, like they were harassing me about the audio book at the start and now they've like piped back on it. It's probably because they realise it's just going to be like a bit too hard for them, the editor. Um, oh, bless. But I think it makes it it's so personal, like hearing you tell your story in your own, you know, voice and words. Like it's a really powerful thing. Literally, thank you so, so, so much, Ali, for being like the one that did this with me because I'm, I'm literally mm. so grateful for you and you just ended up being the most perfect person for the job and we worked oh, so well thank together. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's honestly been just the honour and the highlight of, you know, my career but my life as well. Like it's just such a 
Joy to know you, Elle. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And thanks to the listeners for supporting this book and, and loving it as much as we do. Ali, wow. wild ride. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, Ali. Now let's rewind back a few months to our first chat with Ali, which was when the book first came out. Ali Pasco, welcome. Meet Chloe. Oh, thank you. I feel like I know you already, Chloe, but good to meet you properly. I know. I can't believe this is actually the first time that we've met. Yeah, wow. Well. Like she knows you. <laughs> Do you know how everyone got their little sign? Did you actually did she autograph your book? Has she signed your book for you? I actually need Ali to sign my book. Well, you know, Elodie does all little autographs in everyone's book. I was like, don't think you're getting mine. And I actually didn't read it the other day and my brother was over at mine. He's like, I can't get a book. I can't get my hands on one. So I gave him my copy that Elodie had signed earlier that night, which mine actually never arrived. Finally got one. Found didn't one. even open the front page to see what I'd written. She just palmed it straight off to her brother <laughs> and now she's complaining about what I wrote. Yeah, well, then my brother called me the next morning. He's just like, through tears, I cried basically the whole half of this <laughs> this book, but then I thought she wrote to you. She goes, hello, sis. Yes, the dumbest person in the world is an author. Lol, who would have thought? Love you, darling, L Rum and Minnie. But she proceeded to write the word dumbest and she spelt it D-U-M-M-E-S-T. <laughs> that's, that's pretty Oi, funny. That's heavy. I didn't even realise I did that. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't realise. I'm dumb. She, she was so frothing for me to write the book. So I was like, I'm going to write this hilarious thing in it and just didn't realise how how much more embarrassing I made it by spelling the word dumb wrong. <laughs> oh, God. When I was reading it, initially before I read it, I was like, how is this going to go? Like, I was like, in what direction? Because I wanted to know how you're going to make it flow and like whether you're going to tell a chumpy story and all that. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, were you aware of Elodie's story before you wrote this book? Like, did you obviously see it in the news? And was it actually you that thought, I'm going to write this book for her or I want to approach her or did she approach you or hatch it or how did this all come about? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I am the same as a lot of people who heard about Elodie's story when the news broke about Chumpy and have kind of followed her along that journey. And obviously I saw the beautiful Vogue story she did as well and that that was such a beautiful shoot. But it actually all came through Hachette. So they kind of, I think, were in talks with Elodie wanting to do the memoir desperately and then once they kind of convinced her to do it, put me forward. I can imagine. (laughs) They wrapped me for a long time before I agreed to do the book. (laughs) In the Instagram DMs, like getting people to hassle you. Oh, my gosh, literally. Speaking of, how on earth did you get the time? She can't even write back (gasps) to a text message to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's you, doll. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I have the magic touch. I feel very lucky. I feel like... God, I thought you were going to throw me under the bus and just be like, she sucked at calling me and stuff. Well, I actually don't know if this is good or bad because now I feel like I'm like, (laughs) wow, she really just doesn't want to respond to me. This is bad. (laughs) Well, we'll talk after the podcast. (laughs) You know, we were managing, there was baby nap times, like there was a bit going on. Um, I feel like we do well. (laughs) Yeah, she sleeps a lot. Well, yeah, but then we'd get into something really good and then she'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, my God, Ali, I'm so sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> That's why I was just like, can you just fly up and come and stay with me? Because I hate talking on the phone, I hate texting you either. I feel like I'm messing with someone, but if you're not, like, around me or in my vicinity, like, I'm, I'm not going to text or call you for ages. I just hate talking to people, like, remotely. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And, and that made all the difference because I feel like we really got to connect and I got to see their house and obviously meet Minnie and Rummy. Like that really helped. Aww. 
And Elle, how did you know, obviously Hatchet had been approaching you, were there other people that were they, they presented to you or did you get to pick or was it just like this is who's doing it? So Vanessa, the head of Hachette, were like, so do you know anyone that you'd like to write the book? And then like one of my bestest friends, LJ, who... I was like, oh, she's such a good writer. She'll write the book. She'll write the book. But then LJ was like, oh, this is so much pressure. Like, Hachette, because she knows Hachette. Like, I don't know books, but she does. She's, like, nerdy. Like, smart friend vibes, full-time big boss job. And she's like, no way, I'm not writing. Like, that's too big a job to write your book kind of thing. And I was like, oh, God, well, I don't know. You know me so well. But then Vanessa just kind of was like, we've got Ali Pasco. And then she kind of just told me about you and... I felt you were so relatable because, like, we're, like, very similar age and I don't know. And she just, she just like, sold it. And I was like, okay, I need to chat to her. I need to meet her. I reckon she's the one. And I think Vanessa has, like, a personal kind of touch with me. She's, luckily for her, because they were, like, trying to get me to do this book and I was a bit like, I don't want to do a book. What do you mean? And then she's friends with one of my other best friends, Maya's mum, like they're like, they went to school together. So she happened to be over one day and she was like, oh, I've been emailing your manager. I've been DMing you on Instagram. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to talk about book stuff. And then she's like, no, but it'll be, you know, da, da, da. And, and I in love- vicinity. Yeah, she was in my vicinity doll. <laughs> she at least was like face to face this one day. And I was like, oh, I love you, Vanessa. Like, okay, I trust you. This feels right. And then she was selling Ali on me and Ali's the absolute best. I literally love you so much, Ali. And I thank you so much- you just did the most incredible, beautiful job of such a wild, weird story. And and I couldn't imagine trying to, like, I know all the stories that I tell you and everything about our lives, I couldn't imagine piecing it together like myself. I just, I'm not very, I'm not good like that. Obviously, everyone knows that. Your skill set is telling these beautiful stories. Like, yeah. I felt so lucky that I was the one that got to weave it all together. Um, yeah, you made my job easy. Where do you even begin with writing a book, Ali? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, often, you know, you try to start at the beginning. That's a logical place to start. And we definitely, when we first met Elodie, we definitely spent a lot of time talking about the early days with Chumpy and the first meeting and, you know, all of the, the early days of love, which was really special to be able to do that in person. Yeah, so we started there and it just, I felt like it, it flowed pretty, pretty easily. Wow. Because oh. you sometimes write like three books at one time, which is nuts. Look, <laughs> <laughs> there's always something going on, but it's hard to kind of switch between different yeah. stories so much. So, yeah, I, I, it's much easier to just focus on one at a time. <laughs> it's actually funny because you guys did this pretty underground because obviously we were doing our podcast and we talk every day, but I feel like Ellie just came out of the blue one day and said, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, I'm writing a book. And that was kind of how casual it was. And then, it, you know, she'd be like, I'm having a meeting with my author, Ali. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, she'd take these calls and then, She's like, oh, yeah, the book's coming out soon. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Just kind of like... Literally, because I feel like a wanker. It was like the Vogue thing. Low-key didn't really think that it was actually happening. I think it was like, oh, it was it was going to happen, but it wasn't happening. And then all of a sudden we're in Ibiza and we're like, she's like, oh, yeah, my book comes out next month. And so I really have to get home for that probably. <laughs> and Ali, I'm like, literally these guys like, stay, like... Stay. These guys were like, you can't leave, you have to stay. And I was like literally pushing it to the last drop and I was like... 
I'd love to, like, cancel the book launch thing, but I think I fully do have to no. attend the book stuff. Okay, like, so I, honestly, I didn't really blase. know how serious it was because she, she didn't let me read a copy, like, a transcript or anything. Fuck so I kind of no. just thought it was, like, this <laughs> fake thing that was happening. So we're trying to get her to yeah. stay and she's like, no, I've got the book launch. We, she kept on low-keying it mm. so much that when we got home, I'm trying to book in meetings for her to, like, line up podcast stuff. And I'm like, can you just send me your schedule? Because, like... I need to just know what you're doing because you obviously can't tell me what you're doing. I get this schedule and I'm like, dude, this is full-time job. Like, are you serious? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a big thing. Hey, I'm like, oh, my God, this chick. And no, just, it wasn't I feel like then, a wanker. Like, I didn't tell anyone I was writing the book with Ali and I didn't tell, like, it was like the Vogue thing, didn't want to talk about it. It just felt, felt like weird. But I want to go back. No, I didn't mean to say that the, uh, writing a book and a book tour was like really not a big deal because it was just the no, way that you were like. I know, I didn't I make like, it a big oh, deal. Oh yeah, she's just going to go sign a few books down the road or something Because I like didn't that. think it was a big deal either. <laughs> I thought it would just be like, oh, this thing that I'm attending, I don't even know if I'm meant to be like, you know, am I sitting at the front like having a chat? Like, is this the weirdest thing for me ever? And then people are coming up, oh, can you sign the book? And I'm like, <laughs> I just want to literally put needles in my eyeballs right now. I feel like the biggest weirdo signing these books. Like, it just is super weird. And I, it's like I'm, like, not connected to, like, the reality of why and yeah. how and why the hell this mm. book is. Like, it's just bizarre. It doesn't yeah. feels like my book, but it actually doesn't feel like my book at all because it's just so bizarre. Like, yeah, as I, if I was going to write a book ever. I actually couldn't wait to get home to read it because I knew I was. everyone started posting about it and I was like, Fuck, how do I not have a copy? This is really frustrating for me. Like, <laughs> Chloe, the micromanager, didn't get her book copy, didn't so, get the manuscript. No, so then I'm like, I had a few trips. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to buy it on Amazon or whatever. So I read it on my phone. I read it in two plane rides. And I honestly, I I actually, and I haven't said this to you, actually kind of like reading it felt like a shit friend. Like that's what I got from <gasps> oh, it because like geez. I was like, you know, I know you on a day-to-day basis and I know it all, I know how deep it is because the whole situation is just so devastating. But, like, I feel guilty because I just feel like I never really, like, on a daily basis or a weekly or whatever, really spoke to you on a deeper level than surface level about it all because I think you're so good at, like, Mm. covering up how you feel. And reading your words and, like, the words that you wrote from Elle, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually just so devastating because because I'm like, I didn't really know half of this stuff the way that you felt like really deep down in those moments when you were alone and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, fuck, this shit has happened to you and I've been there but like I feel like in a way it kind of gets sugar-coated a lot because you're just like Kelpie that jumps around. Kelpie. I really got quite sad reading it. And I was also on a plane, so, like, your oh, heightened emotions. Emo. I feel like the worst friends ever. But I want to know for you, Ali, like, is there a particular part that you found, like, the most moving and the most touching? And was there anything that you found extremely hard to write? Because I can imagine that this was a really hard book for you to, to put into words. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know. I feel like we say a lot. The manuscript was stained with tears. Like, there were mm. there were a lot of tears along the way from from all of us. There was one moment when I was with Elodie on the Gold Coast and it just, I don't know what it was about it, but it, it, it knocked me. And it was when I walked into your pantry, Elle, and there was just 
a handwritten note from Chumpy. It was just like instructions on how to clean the pool. And, you know, it had just been pinned on, on the notice board in the pantry and just seeing his handwriting and being in his house and, and with his beautiful missus and his baby and his dog, it just felt so wrong that he wasn't there. Oh, I remember being so cranky because I knew that it was easy shit to do, but I'm not a scientist. I don't want to deal with chemicals and chlorine. And I was like, this isn't my job. I don't want to fucking clean a pool. Like, he, that's his job. He likes doing it. He likes mowing the lawn. He mm. likes doing that. He'd be pissed off if I had to do it as well. Have you tried he... to follow these instructions? Yet? No, they literally don't make sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not putting a litre of, like, no, just no. And so I remember the pool guy came over and I was just like, I was angry at life. And I remember I was such a jerk to this guy, like, I don't know, I must have, I've, yeah, I've, I remember feeling very rude. I was just like, sort it out. I don't want to know about my pool. I just want it to look good and be good to swim in. I don't, yeah. this shouldn't be my job. And I was just rattled. I didn't know you saw the pool notes, doll. I think they're still there. Every bit of writing that yeah. I see of his, I just keep, but I don't, I yeah. should really read the pool notes and try. It's been long enough now that I could, I could stop paying the pool guy and maybe I should, should give it a go. should that one together. Let's give it a go. I can't be bothered. Can you? <laughs> Sorry, outsource Chum. It. I outsource everything. Okay, we're not these cleaning days. the pool. <laughs> I, my thing is the inside of the house. He does the outside of the house. So now the outside of the house is just a mammoth thing that I just get people to deal with. Do you feel like you know Chumpy now, Ali? Like you like you know oh, him yeah. properly on a personal level? It's a very weird feeling, absolutely. I feel like I know him, yeah, very intimately. And mm. obviously that a lot of that came from Elle, speaking to Elle and the way she talks about him and the stories of them together. But I also got to speak to obviously Chumpy's family. Mm. So I spent a lot of time talking to Chris and Sally. But it was an interview I did with his sister, Emma, that just really brought it all home, I think, mm. because they are so similar, because Chumpy's so much like Emma. So getting to speak to her and have her talk about her memories of growing up with him, that's when I really felt like, mm. yeah, I, I have a connection with this bloke and, yeah, God, what a, what a legend. Yeah. <laughs> it oh. didn't surprise me one bit when you, you were like, oh, I've spoken to Chris and he's going to have a few chapters on, in the book now because, yeah, they're storytellers and Chris, Sal and M. they've just got this, like, the most profound memories and the way that, like, I have the worst memory ever. I remember you'd ask me questions. I'm like, oh, I'm so scattered. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they storytell, like, Chump was a really good storyteller too. I think he gets it from his dad. And, like, you literally feel like you were there. And so for me, the best part about the book is obviously not the bits that I'd written because I prefer, yeah. you know, because it's like me. But, well, me, but Ali wrote it. But my favourite parts are obviously Chris's parts because... Honestly, it's like I think as well for me reading them, I'm, it was written and props to you, Ali, because it, they were both written in such great, like they were so different, the mm. tones. You could definitely when reading it tell that that was Elodie and that was Chris. Mm. I don't know, that's so clever in itself and... I even, I just loved reading the, the chapters that Chris did because I feel like I learned so much about Chumpy and his upbringing and the emotions and like 
how involved him and his family were from such a young age in his snowboarding career and, you know, it was just so wellly put together and I and I actually, I put it out to our Facebook community actually the other day and I said that we're going to be interviewing you and I wanted to speak to people and get their feedback on the book and actually I know Chris listens to the podcast, Jumpy's dad. He calls us two mad bitches on the radio. <laughs> Shout out, Chris. Love you. Love you, Sal. Love, Love you, Em. Chris. But yes, one of the one of the girls wrote in. They said, I'd also like to compliment Chris. As a bereaved parent, I was blown away by his beautiful tribute to his boy. I think his chapters were perfect with humour, sadness, love and a ton of grace. Beautiful but real. I hope someone can pass it on if possible. Oh. I was like, oh, I have to tell Chris that because that's so special because I think that his chapters played such a big part in the book and, mm. yeah, it was really special to read that coming from him. I love that. That's so, so nice. Cute. Wow, that is so special. I think the feedback that I've gotten that like really meant so much to us was, yeah, other people saying that they felt like they knew Chumpy after reading the book in, in the same way that I guess I did. And that I think, you know, that's really what we wanted to do. We wanted to honour his legacy and tell his story as much as we told your story, Elodie, because, mm. you know, it's so much a part of yours. That was really special. So I really want to know from like the minute you guys sat down from your first ever meeting to the minute that the first book was printed, how long was that? It was insane. It's by far the quickest turnaround I've ever had to do. So we we met in March and we had to deliver the manuscript in May. So we had about two months to write it, which seems wild. And then obviously we went into the editing stage at that moment, um, but it actually went to print in August and obviously came out on September 30. So it was just like it was bang, bang, bang. The amount of times I literally said to Ali, oh, my God, are you stressed? Like how, do you remember that, Ali? I was like, how don't you stress? And you're like, it'll be fine. I just like, I'd, I just open my laptop and I just go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like how, how does one do that? I don't know. And I think only that it was this story and it was your story and it was working with you and Chris that it just came together. Like I don't think it would have been possible on another project to, to write a book in two months, but it just all clicked, didn't it? It just We just pulled it together. We were we were a vibe, you and me, though, doll. Like we're a dream team, like, like you, a bit like you and me, Chloe. Yeah, <laughs> Except do Chloe does everything. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly yeah, like go. me and Ali. No, dream team. <laughs> That's why I like it. No, um, but I think people will be interested in this, this as well. These chicks just sitting back with their legs on the desk like, yeah, yeah, dream team. Ooh, get your – oh, you've got no shoes on. Yeah, yeah, I don't have shoes on. That's that's me. Wow. We're barefoot here. <laughs> um, no, but Ali – I actually think people will be interested. So how does it, like, because I know how it physically works, but, like, so I'm talking to you on the phone or you're at my house and we're chatting and you've got a recorder so she hits play and then I just talk and ramble, like, ever. Yeah, absolutely. So basically the more you talk, the better. So that's why you're so good at this. (laughs) That's why it works so well because you know how to talk. So I just record every, you know, conversation we had there's a program that just transcribes it for me, writes it up. So that was a bit tricky when Minnie was screaming in the background, but we got there. We know all yeah. about that. We know a lot about yeah. that. And then, and, then, and then bits where I'm like, um, like, so, like, how annoying is that? <laughs> as soon as Ali told me there's this system that scribes it up or whatever, types it up, I was like, fuck, I wish you told me that before. I would have, like, 
tried to be a bit better. You just like press the button on your phone and it writes it for you. Remember yeah, when well, I broke not... my arm, I couldn't type on my phone, so I had to just vocal it to text. Oh yeah, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> um, I want to ask as well. So, where did the title come from? Who came up with that? Is there like a is there a story behind it? I think from what I've heard, that was always the title um, yeah, from, from the very beginning. I think oh. Vanessa obviously saw the Vogue article and, yeah, that, that was the headline of the Vogue article, Heart Strong, and it just captures the story, doesn't it? Because there's so much heart and, God, you've needed so much strength to get through it. Mm. That was that. That's where it started. How do you sum up your life, your your story in like a couple of words? Like it's a hard thing to do. Totally. And then the same with the picture. It was really hard as well. But that picture works perfectly, that picture of Chump and I. I think that's an iconic photo of you guys. I love it. It was a sick time. We were on this Mazda trip with, that photo was actually a, what do you call those? The landscape shot. And on the other side of Chump and I cuddling was Sticks and Wombat from the block. Do you remember oh, them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were on the Mazda trip too and they were just like frothing over there and we were all having this big laugh. And so I just like cropped Chump and I out because we looked good and that's the cover. So you just fucking never know where weird random pictures are going to go, guys. Mm, Profesh photos. Yeah, it's a good one. It really captures you. That was another moment after the launch. I'm glad Chris told me this after the launch and not before it, that Chris actually wore the the jumper that yeah. Chumpy was wearing in the, mm. the photo on the cover of the book. He, he wore it to the launch to speak. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, so that hurt. So Yeah. He's so beautifully sentimental like that. I love He's so I love, fucking cute, seriously. I love my chats with Chris. Yeah. He calls me a little fish. Yeah, he really calls cute. Actually... Because when Chumpy, Chumpy used to come and do all my handyman work at my house because my husband does not know how to do, doesn't know what a screwdriver is. <laughs> so we had all this art that had to be put up and I'm like, fuck, Chumpy was meant to do it last week and he's not here. And Chris is like, don't worry, little fish, oh, I'm going to come around and stayed for the whole arbor. I love it. And like put it up and the way he like used all of his little tools, he used Chumpy's tools and I'm like, oh, I've I got a you. list for him if he comes up anytime soon. <laughs> he's so good. I know that obviously like sharing your story over and over again and like, you know, sharing it with Ali and sharing it in the book, it's obviously really, it's hard for you because you're having to go back to that moment and really relive those emotions and, and you know, even with the book tour and the book launch and everything like that, like you're getting hit these hard, heavy questions and I know you find it therapeutic in a way but you're also doing it to help people and to spread the word about sperm retrieval and all that sort of stuff. But is there anything that you want like, what do you hope to bring to people through writing this book? Mm. It's both of you, I guess. I think, like, overall, apart from spreading the word on sperm retrieval, like, way more than that, I want to just normalise grief and normalise talking about people who have died and normalise celebrating their lives and creating traditions around their life. Like, you know, Chump's birthday and the you know, I'm never going to let those moments slide. Like, I never want him to be the elephant in, in the room, as you guys know. So I want to normalise grief and talking about people who have passed because a lot of people, especially older people, traditionally like kind of try and block it out and just get on with their life. So that, but also I was going to say, obviously it was super therapeutic for me, but the, like weirdly, because I feel like everyone always asks and all the interviews I've had lately, like tell me about the day, the day, the day. And the day to me is just like this story that I have in my head that I tell because I don't even remember the actual mm. day. It's just like this story that I keep telling. And now I just remember the story, not the day. And it's just like, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what happened anymore. Like I, I can't tell you step by step anymore because it's just like this repetitive thing. I'm fucking sick of hearing about it. Like I'm sick of hearing my own voice 
the hardest part for me writing the book, and it was nice though, was because you asking, obviously, because we needed to hash, rehash me and Chump's relationship, Chump and I, sorry, relationship. So we were rehashing all of that. And that was the hardest yet the best part for me, like going back like eight years and talking about the best times and like just all the times and how we met and just like everything that people forget to ask because the whole thing is, you know, this tragedy happened and now he's not here. What's now? And I'm mm. like, fuck that. I want to talk about him. I want to talk about what was and yeah. what still is for me. Like it's not for anyone else, but it's for me. And the best part with working with Ali was like rehashing our lives and like had literally like butterflies and goosebumps all over again when I would read it back. I felt like I was like fucking watching The Notebook or some shit when I was reading it. I was like, oh, that. it was so cute. I know the book should definitely come with like an automated copy of some <laughs> tissues in the front cover because it's, it's... Everyone said that, eh? It's oh. yeah. It's it. What yeah. It's definitely a ride that book. I and I don't think anyone could have done it better than what you did. I think. What was the best so part for you? Oh, I, meeting Rummy. <laughs> <laughs> Rummy's so famous. People literally stop me in the street and they're like, "Is this Rummy? Can we get a photo with her?" And I'm like, "What about me, bitch? <laughs> what about me, me?" I'm the best-selling author. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it. It was a real honour to be a part of the whole thing, and you know how lucky for me to be able to hear these stories, like from Elodie, and be able to to piece them together for for the rest of the world. Like that's the best part of my job. That's the best thing I get to do. And yeah, it was it was a joy. All of it. All of it. And I wanted. I want to ask. Did you get lots of mini cuddles along the way? Yes. Grabbed quite a few, as many as I could. Oh, she's, she's I took Ali to siblings and Kira. Yum. She's so a, good. Yeah, so that was our first, was that our first lunch? And yeah. we, you know, sat down, we had a glass of wine, we just met. Um, so obviously getting to know each other a little bit and just chatting. And Elle, you kept asking, you're like, so do you think this is going to be like, a big deal. Like, do you think this is going to be like a real thing? Yeah, that's what she says to me. That's, <laughs> that's what she what was I mean. saying to me. That's why I'm like, oh, yeah, this book thing, you know, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I was it? like, you think people are going to buy this book? Like, what are you? Uh, yeah, because it just feels weird. And she, of Ali, course. you were showing me like what was at the time maybe going to be the cover. And I was just like, ah, oh, is this book real? Are we going to be holding it in our hands? Like, I'm just, what? <laughs> I was just coming along for the ride, really. It must have been so weird, of course, because it's, you know, it's your story and you're like, well, it's just, it's normal to me, but to other people, you know, they're, they're fascinated by it and they're captivated by it. And I knew from the get-go, I knew from the get-go, especially after meeting you, that it was going to be big and it was going to touch people and really connect with a lot of people who have been through something similar or, or can understand yeah, so I know we joked at that lunch about making it into a film and who would play Elodie and we were like, obviously it has to be Margot Robbie. Um, <laughs> so I feel like we should put it out there. Margot, if you're listening. Margot um, And you're free. Hello, Margot. Oh, who would play um, Chloe? I reckon a lot of people say me and Chloe are like Serena and Blair from Gossip Girl, so maybe we get um, those two into it. <laughs> They've Why got to be not? Aussie actors. So maybe Chump can be Thor, Thor, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Are you out there? Yeah, if you're listening, brother. <laughs> it's a fucking vibe. Yeah, we can try and make that one happen. Pack the tissues, everyone. Imagine. What a story. 
Oh, you girls are literally a little force. Oh, I, love, I love you, Ali. You're so, like, I'm so glad you literally came into my life, honestly. You're going to, I said to Chloe the other day, you're going to one day write a book on Chloe as well. I just know it. <laughs> it's going to be. I'd love to. Work on my story a little bit. Yeah, well, the story is just We need a rain a happy ending at the end of Yeah, when, when we get a happy ending, you can write that story. Um, yeah, I love Ali, a happy was, ending. Also, was, um, your mum's hit me up to do your brother's book as well. Oh, though, so. My mum, my mum, I thought you were talking about her mum. It would definitely oh, be your mum. Oh, my mom. goodness, of course she has. A story on my brother, wow. Yeah, Coops will write a book <laughs> know, for sure. But, <laughs> He's amazing. so funny. Thank you so much, seriously. I'm it's excited. so weird being on the other side of the table, but thank you. <laughs> oh, so, so lovely to meet you, Ali. I can't wait to meet you in person and I... I hope you guys become the next New York bestseller. I'm sure you will. And we're going to celebrate. I really want to get into Reese Witherspoon's book club thing. She's got a book club and it's always about chicks and stuff. Well, I want to be go. there. Yes. Aim for the stars yes. role. Yeah, but... Put it out there. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Love you, Ali. Ali. Thanks, Ali. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank you so you. much. Bye. 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 Bye.